from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is the international service in English from Adventist World Radio in Pune. On our broadcast today, we have music followed by a story for children. With more music coming in, you will also hear a short message from God's word. This is Maureen. I'm your host Sharad and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Of love is sufficient for me. 
are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now it's time to hear a story. Hello children. Today I'm going to tell you a story about a grandmother whom Jesus healed. Peter, Mrs. Peter, grandmother and Andrew lived near the seaside. They lived in a little white house with a flat roof and stairs outside. Mrs. Peter and Grandmother liked the house to be clean. Mrs. Peter swept the floor with the brush and then it was clean again. They needed water for cooking and drinking but there was no tap in their house. Mrs. Peter took a large water jug, put it on her head and walked to the well to fetch the water. Then she carried it all the way home again, still on her head. Clever Mrs. Peter! Grandmother stayed at home. She liked to be busy and she liked to look after Peter, Andrew and Mrs. Peter. She liked to do the cooking and making nice things for everyone to eat. Round and round went the flour in the bowl as she began to make little rolls for supper. Gurgle, gurgle, went the water as she mixed it with the flour. Pat, pat, went her hands as she made the little roll round shapes. Grandmother liked doing the cooking. When Peter and Andrew came home, they were so tired and hungry. Grandmother gave them some of her rolls and some fish she had cooked. Oh, Grandmother, said Peter, this is a lovely supper. We are glad that you look after us. Quite often, Jesus came home with Peter and Andrew. He liked to be in their house. Those were very special days. Everybody liked it when Jesus came to dinner. Grandmother was specially busy on those days and she wanted the dinner to be the very best it could be. She would be hustling and bustling all the morning. One day, Grandmother wasn't well enough to get up. My head aches, she said. I feel so hot all over. May I have a drink of water? Mrs. Peter gave her some water to drink. Grandmother had to stay in bed. Mrs. Peter felt her head and her hands. You're very hot and ill, she said. Presently, Grandmother asked, Could you fetch me another drink of water? Poor Grandmother. She couldn't get up to do any work. She just wanted drinks of water. Mrs. Peter, Peter and Andrews felt unhappy. Everybody loved Grandmother and now she was very ill. Peter and Andrew were going to church. Goodbye, Grandmother, they said. Hurry up and get better. We'll see you when we come back. And off they went, looking sad. There were lots of other people in the church. And Jesus was there too. When they came outside again, Jesus started to walk home with Peter and Andrew. He was coming home to dinner. Oh dear, thought Peter, 
I wonder if grandmother is better. I wonder if she has been able to cook the dinner. Oh dear, thought Andrew. I wonder if grandmother is still in bed. But when they went indoors, everything was very quiet. Jesus could tell that something was wrong. Grandmother was usually so busy. Mrs. Peter said, Grandmother is very ill. She is still very hot and her head still aches. I don't know what we are going to do. Mrs. Peter was nearly crying. Then they remembered that Jesus was a very special friend. All sorts of people had come to him and he had made them better. They said to Jesus, Please, could you make grandmother better? I wonder what Jesus did. He walked quietly across that room to where grandmother was lying. Then he held her hand. It was very hot, but quickly it became cooler and grandmother's head stopped aching and she felt well again. She really was better. She got straight out of bed and can you guess what she began to do? That's right. She got out her flour and the food they were going to have for dinner. It wasn't very long before Jesus, Peter, Mrs. Peter, Andrew and Grandmother were all eating a lovely dinner cooked by Grandmother. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you made that home so happy when you went there. Please come to my house. Please make our home happy too. Amen. Thank you for an inspiring story. To learn more on God's Word, you are welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You can also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. Do follow these programs on our website that is awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song.
Come join us as we share God's word. Dear listener, today we are going to ponder upon the topic how do we sin? Sin is the breaking of a religious or moral law. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 6 how Eve was tempted by Satan to eat the fruit God told not to eat. Let's see how Satan cleverly and cunningly tempts eve dear listener whenever you are tempted by someone remember the motive behind that person is not of good intentions you are being brought closer to the trap let's read from verses 1 to 3 he said to the woman did god say you shall not eat from any tree in the in the garden The woman said to the serpent, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, 'You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die.'" Then carefully read verses four and five and see how cunningly Satan replies back. But the serpent said to the woman, "You shall not die." For God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. God says that you will die but Satan he says I tell you you will not die. 
Satan tells Eve that God does not want them to be like God. God does not want them to know some of the things God knows. God wants them to be under his control. But once they eat their fruit, their eyes will open and they will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Dear listener, I very well recall a small child who wanted to catch or pluck a rose flower. But his father would not uh, allow him because of the thorns in the stem. But the son kept on insisting, so the father, seeing his stubbornness, allows him to do so. As the child put his hand to pluck the flower, he gets pricked by the thorns very badly, and the child started crying. Dear listener, and this is what exactly Eve did. Let's continue to read Genesis chapter 3 and 6 onwards. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Dear listener, when did Eve sin? When she took the fruit or before she took the fruit. Think for a while. Something happened in Eve's mind before she took the fruit. Eve had chosen her own will over the will of God. And so by the time she had taken the fruit, she had already sinned in her thoughts. And this sin in her mind led her to sin in terms of action. Dear listener, that's why Jesus said, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his mind. Matthew chapter 5 verses 27 and 28 It is necessary that we should understand what Jesus is saying here. He is not speaking of the natural, normal desire, which is part of human instinct or human nature. The man whom Jesus here condemns is the man who deliberately uses his eyes to stimulate his desires. The man who finds a strange delight in things which awaken the desire for the forbidden thing. Dear listener, then Jesus goes on to say in the 29th verse of Matthew chapter 5, If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be perished and thrown into hell. Am I really supposed to pluck out my eyes or cut off my hand if they lead me to sin? Can one stroke of the knife solve all your sin problems? After all, if you pluck out your right eye, you still have your left one. Again, if you merrily cut off your right hand, you still may sin with the left hand then maybe the answer to the sin problem is to pluck out both eyes 
cut off both hands, amputate legs, then you will have your sin problem solved. Is it? Oh, but you still have your memory and your imagination and this is where sin actually starts. So, the only solution to these problems would be to blow out your brains. Is that what Jesus wants to do? No, what Jesus meant as George R. Knight, the professor of uh, church history at the Seventh-day Adventist Theological Seminary, Michigan, says there is nothing more important in our lives than the eternal destiny of our souls. Jesus is telling us to take sin seriously. Christians need to stop toying with the temptation and sin. If we don't, it will kill us someday. We are all preparing ourselves for the eternal kingdom to come, where there will be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, and no more dying. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 And when Jesus comes to take us, all those wrongdoers will not heed to God's voice. The adulterers, the fornicators, male prostitutes, sodomites, thieves, the greedy, drunkards, revilers, robbers, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Dear listener, James chapter 1 verse 21 says, Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Dear listener, people who are trying to become free from an addiction to drugs or alcohol understand an important concept. They know they will always be recovering. The lure of those substances is so insidious that former abusers who are wise know how susceptible they are to being sucked in again. They must always be on guard. Time and again we have been we have seen people in the public spotlight who seem to be cured but who then have a relapse. That principle is true not only of drugs abusers but of all sinners. Those of us who have been redeemed by Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross are not recovered sinners but recovering ones. We are just once in a way from falling back into a self-destructive pattern of behavior. That's why we must be so careful to avoid any activity or relationship that will reintroduce us to sin we hate. Dear listener, we are tempted when we are drawn toward a sin. It doesn't become a sin until desire has conceived. Judges chapter 1 verse 15 And the more we deliberately expose ourselves to temptation, the less our resistance will be. My dear friend, because we are all recovering sinners, we need to leave plenty of room between us and sin. If we do, we will be less likely to stumble again. God bless you, dear listener, as you recover, as you strive to recover from the sin-sick world and cling on to Jesus and His faith that we get salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. God bless you, dear listener. Let's pray. 
Our gracious and merciful Father, we come in thy presence with humble hearts. We are weak and carnal minded. We want to recover from our sinful ways and sin. Help us, Lord, to overcome sinful way with the help of thy Holy Spirit. May we be alert from Satan's cunning ways of tempting us. We submit our weak and feeble lives in your mighty and strong hands. Take us and recover us from this sin because we ask this few mercies in Jesus' precious name. Amen. come to the end of our broadcast to know more on God's word you are always welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio post box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India you may also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com we also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr.org/english program this is your host sharad and i'm morin signing off from adventist world radio do join us again along with your family and friends until then we wish you goodbye and god bless you